Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One, of course. We are on a rare break from UFC action. They return on January 15th, but we're not going to leave you hanging. As we're bringing you a two-part edition of our predictions extravaganza. So how this is going to work is this first part is we're going to take a look back on our predictions for 2021 and see how we matched up against each other. And then next week, we're going to do the bold prediction show for 2022 more of a buy sell and then we'll give our bull predictions who we think will be champions etc and we're going to need your help for this program and we'll discuss that a little bit later on but i am mike heck thank you for checking us out it has been quite the year for matchmaking here on mmafighting.com and i couldn't do it without the man the myth the legends the co-host the co-matchmaker the best friend in the prince of positivity who is joining us once again mr alexander Kaylee. ak how are you my friend happy new year my best friend, Michael Heck, uh, I am well. I, I hope you're well also. Uh, I am so excited for this show. I'm so excited to look back on all the amazing predictions I made that I know. I think they all came correct. I think 100% of them came correct. <laughs> I don't even know why people like bother like making predictions or watching MMA. Like You just listen to our show at the beginning of the year, and you're, or, or sorry, at the end of whatever, the end of last year. You're pretty much set. You pretty much know what's going to happen. There's really no surprises. Uh, I, I don't remember exactly what I said. You know I have the memory of a goldfish. I can't remember what I predicted last week, but um, I, I'm looking forward to this one. I'm looking forward to, you know, taking a little, having a little fun with ourselves, as it were. That's not bad. Yes, but I love the show. This is probably my favorite show of the year. I used to do it with, with other media members when I was on the freelance gig, but now that, you know, I have my partner in crime here, it's just even better. Um, so basically, to kind of go through, we run down a series of listener questions, and some of them are just sort of easy questions to answer. Some of them are super outside of the box, and we just offer buy or sell answers based on those questions. So we do that for a, <laughs> for a stretch of them. Then we talk about who would be the champions at the end of the year, and then we make our, as AK said on, on last year's episode, the We Caliente prediction of the year that probably isn't going to come true and if it does we are absolute geniuses and there'll be a little bit of discussion on our bold predictions i can tell you that so AK, Listen, we say we say if it, if it comes i say if it comes true it wasn't bold enough well this one was was ridiculously bold but it, it might have actually happened but we'll talk about that in a little bit let's run through these bold predictions that came from the listeners and before we even presented this 
And before I even came out with MMA Fighting, people knew where to send these predictions. And luckily, we had a whole bunch of them, and then we got a few more that sort of sprinkled in because we had pretty much just gotten the show started. I think we were like 14 or 15 episodes in. But this was the buy-sell portion of the predictions extravaganza for 2021. So, AK, the very first question that was asked was, buy or sell, Conor McGregor will fight three times in 2021. I sold... You also sold, so we were both correct. And yeah. oddly enough, AK, had he not suffered the broken leg against Dustin Poirier in July, he might have very well fought three times, right? I mean, he fought before, like just at the midway point, he'd already had two fights under his belt. If he had beaten Poirier in the rematch, uh, I think it's pretty clear they would have given him a title shot. He would be, he would have been fighting for the UFC title sometime before the end of the year. Um, but again, I don't think he was going to win either of those fights. I think either way, even if he loses and doesn't get injured, I don't know. I'm not convinced that he fights again. I think if he goes 0-2, I think he takes a break. The guy has so much money. I, I think he only would have fought three times if he had won the second fight. So you're right. It was closer uh, probably than we I, – I imagine we must have been pretty dismissive of the idea at the time. I probably said he was only going to fight once, if at all. <laughs> uh, but I kind of stand by it. I, I don't even know if um, – again, yeah, I don't know if, if even without the injury, um, unless he won – I don't know. I don't think we see him ever fight more than two times in MMA in a year again. I just I can't imagine it. So we're both on the board with that one. The second question was uh, Patricio Pitbull, who had started the year with two Bellator titles, would end the year with at least two Bellator titles. I bought that. I thought he would go through the Grand Prix or I thought there'd be some sort of delay in the Grand Prix that he would end the year as the featherweight champion and i thought there's no way he's going to defend the lightweight title so by default he would end the year with two titles turns out he ended the year with zero titles so aj mckee is the featherweight champion his brother patricky uh, is now the lightweight champion i bought that he would have two titles ak you did not buy that you sold that so you got the point your thoughts on your prediction because you nailed that one. Yeah, I, I was more optimistic probably about the the uh, the tournament be concluding this year. Yeah, you tried to win on a technicality, Mike. You're very shifty, just like those <laughs> all those uh, Boston sports teams always are, always getting away on technicalities and little tweaks of the rules in their favor. Uh, I know how you guys do it down there. Uh, but yeah, that it was pretty much. You're right. Will the tournament finish? Do you think AJ McKee is going to beat uh, Pitbull? That was really it. that's really the basis of that buy or sell call, right? So I just thought, yeah, it's McKee's time, and I, I think they're gonna, I think the fight's gonna happen as scheduled, and uh, and it did. Next one, or the next two, actually had to do with the return of the Ultimate Fighter, AK, because at this time we didn't, we we knew it was coming back, we didn't know any of the particulars about it, and the question was, buy or sell, Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal will be the coaches for the 2021 season of the Ultimate Fighter. We both bought that. We thought it was super obvious that it would happen. And of course, it did not happen. We got Alexander Volkanovsky and Brian Ortega. So we were both uh, we were both wrong about that one. We both bought it in the UFC. I don't know what happened there. It seems so obvious. And again, it seems obvious. And I have a feeling it's not going to happen again. This is Masvidal and Covington, right? Yes, as Masvidal. the coaches. I'm glad I was wrong, and I hope it. And, and I, no, and I hope it never happens. I, as I told people, the co coaches are not. I don't care who you have in those coaching positions. It's not going to fix. Or sorry, you shouldn't have active fighters. Let me put it that way. I don't care what active fighters you have in the coaching positions. It's not going to fix the show. The show needs several uh, tweaks and changes, maybe a complete overhaul. Um, and all that does, honestly, is just delay a fight between the two. If you, if those two are signing on to fight, just make it happen as soon as possible. Don't tell me they're signing on to fight after film a show and then training and it's just a recipe for disaster so uh yeah my whole thing with ultimate fighter i've said this many times get permanent coaches like iron chef 
four to six permanent coaches like Chael Sonnen and Matt Sarah, guys like that, guys who actually want to, are compelling personalities and want to coach. Um, I don't know if they want to be on the show and spend all that time filming, but fi- there's someone out there who will. Find actual coaches and people who want to coach. James Krause would think would be amazing. That'd be so sick. Um, again, he'd probably rather just coach and not do a TV show, but still. So uh, that's my that's my thing. I, I don't. I Covington basketball would be fun, sure, um, but I I don't care to see them on that show. And mentioning all the the changes that need to be made to make the Ultimate Fighter more palatable, if you will. The question was: Will the UFC just fold the Ultimate Fighter and say this is the last season of Tough? We both, you were like, absolutely not, no way. Um, where I'm selling that, and I was like, eh, they probably should have this conversation, but they won't. So we both sold that, and we were both correct. The Ultimate Fighter moves on. We have a new season to look forward to in 2022, AK. So there Never die. That. Never die. Never die. Uh, next question was that Zabit Magomed Sharapov would fight for a UFC title in 2021. AK, you bought this one. You what? thought it was going to happen. No, I didn't. You sure did. I got to go back and listen to that audio. <laughs> yep. You bought it. You were, you, it, was, uh, it wasn't a very confident buy, but you bought it. Uh, I sold it. I said, even if he does come back, there's just, the timing is just not going to line up with how the, how the division looks like right now because Holloway and Cater are about to fight. We had no idea what the title picture was going to look like. This is before Brian Ortega you know, kind of kind of jumped in there. No, 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 he was already sort of in there, but we didn't know when the fight was actually going to happen. So uh, there's too many unknowns, so I just went ahead and sold that for, for those purposes. He hasn't fought in two years. It's crazy. Two years. Calvin Cater, November 9th, 2019. Two years. Just goes, two years, this guy's prime. He's uh, he's 30 now, so I've got plenty of prime left, but that's two prime years. We should have watched this guy slam people and spin and, and do all his fun stuff. And Wow, that's wild. It's crazy to think about. The next question was, Kevin Holland would equal or surpass his activity from 2020. Uh, five fights or more. You sold it. You thought about it, but you sold it. I bought it. I thought he was definitely going to fight five or six times, especially thinking now that 170 is more of an option because he kept talking about it. Like, I'm, I'll just go to 170 and keep fighting. Like, I don't really necessarily care about titles. just want to fight as much as possible. So I thought five fights for Kevin Holland was it was a no-brainer and i was wrong so ak gets the point there yeah i think i just thought like mathematically it'd be two five is so many i mean five is so many this year we only had what like chris curtis fought like uh, of like people who eventually made it to the ufc chris curtis fought like seven times five i think like five times outside the ufc in a couple of ufc fights but i mean even that's hard to do even even i think getting getting a bunch of regional fights in the same year you have to have luck with not getting injured and just everything so uh how many times did he still fought uh three times kevin holland this year yep Man, so that's a that's a down year for him. It's three fights, and mo- most fighters are always trying to get that three fights in every time. So yeah, good for him. Because most of it, most of his fights in 2020 happened the second half of the year. So I thought five fights. He did. He he had like four fights in like four months. Yeah, true. So now we move ahead to one of the more interesting questions: Was buy or sell that the Diaz brothers would have more fights than Uriah Faber in 2021? Uh, we both sold that. I said that we'd get one Diaz fight. You said we'd get zero Diaz fights. So we were both incorrect about that because we saw both Diaz's fight in 2021. AK. Oh my gosh, we did. Leon Edwards, Robbie Lawler, right? Yeah, we saw the bo- Diaz fight. They both only fought once, right? I'm not crazy, right? They, they both only fought, fought once, two. yes. Still, that's way, again, like you said, way more than I expected. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought Faber would fight once against Dillashaw. Which I know the UFC was discussing. I was I was driving the train for that fight, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I thought maybe we'd see Nate fight, but Nick I didn't think we'd see. So I thought we'd Faber. be even Steven. But yeah, 
There we go. When, when did we last see Uriah Faber? Did we see him? Did, did he fight it's more the recently? Piotr Jan fight, right? Was that more recently than Zabit Magomedsharipov? I. Th- <laughs> that's a great question. I gotta I look this up. I gotta look this up. Yeah, right look now. it up. All right, go ahead. Uh, we can. Was he on? Maybe Jan was 2020, or I, December of 2019. Maybe? It's so hard to remember now. The, again, we, we always say, uh, just barely, just barely. It was a month after uh, Zabit's uh, most recent fight. This is December 2019. So literally. So it's kind of crazy to say that Uriah Faber has fought just more recently. Like I mean, just barely more recently than Zabit Magomedsharipov. That's that's not how it should be. The next question we both got correct, AK. Colby Coving buy or sell Colby Covington would fight for the UFC welterweight title in 2021. We both bought that. He did fight for the title in a very competitive fight with Kamar Usman. He was on the wrong end of that decision. And I want to see them fight again, AK. Maybe not this year, but I definitely want to see them fight again. Colby Covington's actually pitched, let's just do a best of seven between the two of us because we're so evenly matched. It was almost the most respectful Colby Covington headline in the history of mixed martial arts media. But here we are. Colby Covington wants a best of seven. I don't think it happens, but I would like to see those guys fight one more time. Best of five, maybe. You make it an impromptu best of five now, so Colby really has to fight to earn you know, the other two fights. Because if, if he loses again, and goes down 3-0. I don't see that. What's like? Why do a best of seven series? You just say it was a best of five all along, and uh, three, again, three and zero would win the series for Usman. But if Covington beat him, then of course you then something that opens the door potentially for for one or two more fights. So best of seven is a bit of a bit of a stretch. Next question had to do with the Professional Fighters League because they were making all sorts of signings in 2020. They didn't actually have a season in 2020, but they were signing all these different people. At the time we recorded, the question was, a current top five UFC fighter would sign with either Bellator or the PFL. I bought that. You sold it. And you were correct, AK. None none of the current top five fighters in the UFC changed promotions to the to Bellator or the PFL in 2021, so you were correct and I was wrong. Yeah, I'm, who were some of the biggest? I should I should have this open. Who were some of the biggest uh, acquisition like departures or that went from UFC to other to another promotion? I I can't really think of any. I think Rumble like, I think, maybe. Like Rumble was the big one. Um, that happened in 2020. Right? He did debuted it? Okay. in 2021. It wasn't the sign. The signing was in 2020. Look, I think a lot of the signings happened that year. And then I think we saw them kind of play out this year. Um, but I don't remember. I'm yeah, sure I don't think, sure I don't think any of the top five guys actually jumped Someone will ship. listen to this and be like, how could you forget? And it's just like, you know what? You know what? You're right. Whoever, whoever it is that's calling us out right now, I'm, I'm just telling you now, you're right. I apologize. We missed it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking at – I'm just kind of taking a quick, quick look at the rankings in Bellator. Don't remember anyone jumping over. So yeah, yeah I think we're okay. Uh, Katz and Gano, no, that was last year. Mm. That was two, yeah, 2019 maybe. I think she's Car- been there for two years. Carmouche, that was also last year, I think. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, last September. Okay, so yeah, really, signings happened in 2020, and they kind of just actually played out in 2021. Next one was John Jones, Conor McGregor, or a big star in the UFC would retire in 2021, or at least say they were retiring. And we couldn't buy this one fast enough, and we were both correct. Both of them. I I know Conor McGregor said he was done at one point. Um. And I don't know if John Jones said he was done at one point. He's he, he might have. I'm he pretty might sure have he did. It. He might have deleted. It's hard. Honestly, it's hard to tell with him. I, I you, I've screenshot. I screenshotted a lot of his tweets. I'd have to go through them to see all the stuff he deleted. And, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Connor. I mean, he's always saying stuff like that. John Jones. And we said what was is it some or some other big star or, big, or one of the big stars will retire or at least Ally, say they're retired. Ally Kinta. 
Yeah. Adia Gadelia. Yeah. <laughs> big stars to me. I mean, Daniel Cormier. Actually Daniel retired. Cormier, there you go. Um, but I don't know if we, we put him on the same pedestal in terms of star power. Daniel plus, Cormier, obviously a very popular guy. but Plus he announced it like two, like two years ago. Yeah, 2019. I'm going to fight in 2021 <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Uh, sticking with John Jones, buy or sell John Jones would fight for the heavyweight title in 2021. We both bought it. We were both incorrect about that one. Cause, sorry, which one was that, Mike? Uh, John Jones would fight for the heavyweight title in 2021. We both said that he would. We bought it, and that did not happen. Optimism. That's an optimism buy. That's like we just wanted to see it, I think. Next one, buy or sell. At, during our end of the year awards for MMA fighting, a fighter from the PFL would be nominated for one of our awards. We both sold that, and we were both wrong. Hausch Manfio was nominated for Rookie of the Year uh, for MMA fighting. And was that it? I no. Kale uh, Harrison for Fighter of the Year? Yeah. So there you go. Wait, we sold? We both sold that. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. We both I'm, sold such a, I'm such a PFL stan. How could I do that? We just weren't sure. We just weren't sure. We thought about like Anthony Pettis, maybe, and maybe some other names uh, for like a knockout of the year. But that didn't really, we didn't really have, like we had some good finishes from the PFL. We had some really good fights in the PFL, but compared yeah. to like the UFC and the, some of the fights the UFC put together and some huh. of the finishes the UFC and Bellator had, it just seemed like a tough one. We, bo- we both thought about it, AK. It wasn't something that we were like, hell no, that ain't going to happen. But we were like, eh, I'm going to say we only get five choices. Nah, it's not going to happen. So, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even mad at myself. I'm just disappointed. But, AK, the next question was, at the end of 2021, we would consider the PFL season a very big success. And I think we both bought that. And, I, and I'm going to go out and say we both got that one correct. I thought this is a successful year for the PFL. A lot of great storylines. A lot of great stories. Some were, were really good. Some ultimately were not so good. Kind of a downfall year for the Anthony Pettises of the world and some of the bigger names that they brought over. But I think all in all... This is a good year for the PFL outside of just their actual broadcasts and how long these events actually take. You take some of that stuff out of the equation. This is a great year for the PFL, but man, they got to do something about the lengths of these cards and, you know, have some more fun. You, you have the opportunity to have more fun than really anybody right now, and you got to take advantage of that. But all in all, pretty good year for the PFL, was it not? Yeah, uh, Kayla Harrison breaking even further into the mainstream. Again, we're not saying, you know, she's a Ronda Rousey-level star yet. She probably never reaches that level. But if people are talking about her, that means they're talking about the PFL, at least somewhat. There, There is some uh, trickle-down, I guess. It's probably, it's probably not the word I'm looking for. But there's definitely some, uh, you know, some benefit to, to, to that league to have her sort of emerge as this, again, as this star that everyone's talking about. Will she jump to the UFC? Will she jump to Bellator? Obviously, if she goes back to the PFL, that's huge for them. So um, they did a great job building her up. But I, I don't know if, were, I mean, were we right that it was a big success? As you mentioned, another thing people talked about besides Kayla Harrison was the pacing issues. I think they were postponed once by a, a Texas high school football game or something, um, which is just, was that them or Bellator? No, it was it was PFL. It was PFL because on ESPN2, right? Yeah. And that's brutal. And and by the way, we're, uh, that's completely understandable because I think you know anyone who knows like high school football, college football in the U.S. is so huge. I mean, that high school football game probably did a better number than the PFL, for being honest. Um, which is not a knock on the PFL; it just kind of shows how ingrained football is in you know in North America. Uh, but yeah, they, I mean, they have to work on that stuff. And, and the other thing is, they're without, as of now, still without a broadcast partner for 2022, right? Right. So I don't know if we can call it an unequivocal success. I think we would need to know 
that they were, you know, that they did enough numbers that there's a, at least some sort of bidding war or or we know at least one or two interested parties that are going to broadcast them again. Because if they end up sort of taking a step backwards from ESPN2 and ESPN, I, I don't know if we can call 2021 a success. So I'm, I'm dinging my own. I'm dinging my own buy there, unfortunately. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think I the way we looked at it was because they didn't have a 2020 season. They actually were in the news quite a bit in 2020, despite not having any cards. Uh, not having a champ like an actual season at all, I think like overall, like in terms of storyline and fighters and people actually caring about the PFL, I thought it was their best season ever. If we're I being so. honest, um, I mean we ratings need, we, and stuff we, like that. So it's just a matter of like care, don't care, and I think people cared more than didn't care. So to me, after not having a 2020 season, that's a success. People not dumping all over the PFL. I mean the 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 actual broadcast and yeah, you know the the pacing issues. That sucked. That hurt them. Those cards seemed like, I mean, literally like going to the dentist and getting teeth pulled out of your face without any sort of masking drug at all. Like that's what some watching some of those cards were like. But <laughs> the fights themselves are really good. It just yeah. took forty friggin' hours for the for the cards to happen. So hopefully they work on that and we uh, we have some fun. Give now, the PFL a chance, people. If you're not watching PFL, give it a chance. We need alternatives outside of the UFC, outside of Bellator. We just need alternatives. You know. Yes. Next question was Habib Nurmagomedov will either fight in 2021 or will have a fight booked by the end of the year. So Habib by now would have a fight booked for 2022. Uh, where are we? Okay, I bought that uh, and you sold it. You didn't see Habib coming back. I took a shot. I said there, but I had a little caveat to it that the UFC and Eagle FC would have some sort of partnership. Um they would go into business in some way, and that would be like the deal. Like the UFC will, will will back them, but Habib has to have one more fight, and that didn't happen. So I was wrong, and you were right. I love hearing those words, um, <laughs> and <laughs> and secondly, I, I I do wonder this Eagle FC thing. I almost feel like it's such a shame if he doesn't. I don't know if he does a fight, maybe, but he has to. Do, I feel like he has to come back do some sort of exhibition, right? Maybe like a, a grappling, grappling match, exhi- so, right? It's an exhibition, right? Just just to um, give it that little boost. I mean, the U.S. debut. It's. I guess we'll see how it goes. You know, they have some star power at least with like Rashad Evans and Kevin Lee and all that. And um, but it's definitely it's definitely missing something, especially when you have Khabib's name attached to it. I think people are going to be asking him to do something active inside the Eagle FC, like you know, cage. Um, or ring? They fight in a, no, they fight in a cage. I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I should know this. I cover this all the time. But um, I think they're going to need to see him do something. Uh, and I still believe if Char- Charlie Olives, if Charles Oliveira goes on a run, let's say 2021, let's say he knocks off like three title, three dominant title defenses. Sorry, 2022. Excuse me. Then I think in 2023, I think Khabib will get that itch. I think he'll get that itch. I think, and I've been saying this by the way since since Khabib retired, that if someone else went on a dominant run. I think he would want to come back, but it, would have to, it has to be like five consecutive title defenses, just wiping out guys like KG and just like clearing out the division. So still a long shot, but if you're Khabib, I mean, I think you have still have that competitive itch and and, uh, and he's a big enough name that he could come back and I think the UFC would welcome him back even if they're like, oh man, he might retire again right after. I think they'd still do it. I think it'd be the GSP fight and that's it. And Ooh. I don't know if he, GSP even... He ain't coming back. He's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's happening. So, next one was Cody Garbrandt will fight for a UFC title in 2021. Man, does that question just sting a little bit now? You bought this, AK. No, I didn't. You no, sure I didn't. did. You no, bought it quickly. 
Uh, I sold it. I said it just wasn't going to happen. Uh, I didn't think it, his year would be as catastrophic it is, as it has been for him. But, yeah, I just didn't see it happening. I, I just didn't. I I kind of saw the writing on the wall, but not as not as much writing as there actually appeared to be on the wall. I just saw, like, I saw it out of my left eye and not my right eye, if that makes sense. <laughs> they wanted to give him a title shot. He was supposed to fight for the flyweight title last December. And then, and then we all thought he's... If, he, if they don't give him a flyweight title shot right away when he drops, he's one win away. Surely there is someone at flyweight that he can just knock off and get that title shot. So I, I'm sure I'm certain this was my thinking behind that uh, that buy decision. Um, and and I wasn't wrong. I know I wasn't alone in this. Um, but boy, yeah, I'll say it again. Uh, Kai Car France is not the name that I would have matched him up with. And if you had told me that that was going to be the fight he had to win to earn a title shot, I would have had a very different prediction. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know if that was going to happen or not. Uh, next question was buy or sell that Kevin Holland would fight for a UFC title and Hamzat Shamayev would not. And we both bought that. Um, of course, neither fought for a title. And so technically that's kind of like a draw because Hamzat didn't fight for a title either by the wording of the question. So, uh, we were both incorrect, but not necessarily. So we'll just call that a draw. I'll take it. I'll take it. Even money. I think we deserve that. Mm -hmm. Uh, John Jones versus Israel Adesanya would be booked sometime in 2021. We both sold that. Uh, uh, So we were both correct about that one. Yeah. Too much to happen. Too much to happen still with both those guys. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Uh, this actually becomes a really interesting question at the end buy or sell at the end of the year. Mike Perry would not be in the UFC and we both sold that and he's ah. no longer in the UFC and ah. you weren't happy. I mean, you weren't happy about it, but we were, we both sold that, but it's, it's funny how that was actually a question and it turns out he's not in the UFC anymore. 
So whoever asked that, uh, kudos to you. I mean, you deserve that because obviously they're implying that they thought that they themselves probably thought he wasn't wasn't going to be in there. So thank you for that. Uh, so good job on that one. But uh, yeah, that was probably me being pessimistic. People know I'm not a Mike Perry fan, so I was probably just like, ah, oh, they're never going to get rid of this guy. It doesn't matter what he does or how many fights he loses. UFC likes him. Da da. So uh, good on you, UFC, for making the decision to uh, to cut bait there. Next question was buy or sell a UFC star would cross over to the world of professional wrestling in 2021. We both bought that, and we were both correct, because there mm -hmm. were several of them, and Jorge Mazdal definitely oh. checks off those boxes, does he not? I mean, we were both correct about that. And neither of us mentioned Mazdal. We thought Colby, we thought Page? DC, uh, and Page, isn't in, Page? The Page isn't, in the, isn't in the UFC and wasn't at the time, oh, that's I believe. Right. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, Mazdal did, and was a name we didn't even think about. Yeah, uh, AEW brought in a lot of people. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was fun to see. Junior Dos Santos, I guess, wouldn't count. I guess he was probably already released by the UFC by then. Arlovsky would count. Arlovsky, that's right, Arlovsky would count. And, uh, and man, JDS had a match. I mean, he had a match. That was <laughs> yeah. fun. And it was so much fun. He did, he did a Huracan Rana. It was just great. And uh, so uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that one came true. By yourself for the next question, Joe Rogan would be part of his final UFC broadcast in 2021. We both sold that, and that was a pretty easy sell for both of us. Uh, well, we don't know. Who knows? Maybe twenty. What? What if? Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Tomorrow, he incomplete, incomplete. But no, I think you're. I. I he doesn't sound. He sounded like he. He was like a little bit burnt out there for a while, and then once they changed to the, you know, well, you only have to do pay per views, and you only have to do the pay per views you want. Uh, so he's only doing like what ten, maybe ten or less events a year now. Yeah, I think he's fine. I think he's loving it. He's, he he just does the big fights, and uh, and you know that, that's he's got a good system going. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't see him now. I don't see him stepping back at all. There was another one that we were both incorrect about, but I can't read it. So, um, all right, so that was the buy or sell portion. So now we're gonna go. We actually did pick fighters of the year, male and female fighters of the year. Okay, hmm. uh, so your male fighter of the year, you picked Israel Adesanya, which it's just not right. He just isn't. You can't even make an argument for it because he's one and one for the year. Do you want me to? I mean, go ahead if you want to argue it. You're, you're, <laughs> trust me, your pick was better. Than I mean, mine. I mean, if you want uh, the the EKC Leiden explanation, oh well, he went the distance with the uh, with the with the <laughs> light heavyweight champion, and he had a dominant title defense. So, no, I, I yeah, I don't think he made. I, he did not make my list. That's for sure. I picked Calvin Cater, and that was not right. Uh, so what did you think one. was going to happen? For me, with yeah, what did you think was going to happen for him to do that? I thought Cater was going to beat Holloway, and then he was going to beat Volkanovski and become the champion. Whoa! So yeah, that's what I thought was. That's why I picked him. It was out of the box, and I sold it as as such. I didn't. I wasn't confident in it, but I said, you know what? If I'm right, then I am the genius of all geniuses because I'm probably the only person in MMA media to pick Calvin Cater as the male fighter of the year. And it turns out we're both incorrect. The, co the cojones on this man. I know the female the fighter. We were both wrong on the female fighter of the year as well. Okay, you picked Zhang Wei Li. I picked Amanda Hebas, and we were both incorrect. They both had very interesting years. So our what would our two be? I guess it'd be what Rose, Kayla, Valentina, some, 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 something like that, right? Juliana Pena. Oh right, I'm, do, I'm, would, sorry, would I'm sorry. Be in I'm there as well. Right now, yeah. I'm, her, I, her, it. That win just blew me away, and I keep forgetting. I, I do feel like I probably under. Oh yeah, I voted for her in my fighter of the year list. Um, I do feel like. I've probably had to, I've probably downplayed not downplayed it, but you know, you know, Mike, I've been embroiled in a lot of like what is the greatest upset of all time talk. And I think in downplaying it compared to some other ones, I've like made it like diminished what she accomplished, but that was really like 
an amazing win. I also, by the way, give her points for the Sarah McMahon win. I know people that kind of view Sarah McMahon as like, um, you know, certainly past her prime. That's fine. But I still think Sarah McMahon is a quality win. And I think Pena looked great in that fight and then obviously looked amazing in the Nunes fight. So, yeah, I think people, I think a well-deserved uh, uh, women's fight of the year and uh, certainly not not who I would have picked heading into the Heading into this year, hundred <laughs> percent. I, I still, I still lean Valentina. Like, I, I just, sure. I just think she's so far ahead, and she pitched two perfect, perfect she games did. against. Re- I mean, Lauren Murphy's just super durable and tough. But Jessica Andrade, everyone thought like this is the one. This is the one that's going to test her, and she probably had the best performance of her entire career in that fight. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't really. I mean, beating Amanda Nunes is massive and definitely gets you points. But I, I, I'll, I'll one a one b it with those two. But yeah, uh, great years for for both women. Uh, let's go to the champion predictions, AK. Uh, we were on the same page for the first three, actually. Strawweight, we both picked Zhang Wei Li, both incorrect. Uh, men's flyweight, we both picked Davis at Figueredo. We were both wrong about that. Brandon Terrible. Moreno, the champion. Rose Namajunas, the strawweight champion. Mm-hmm. And then the women's flyweight champion, no surprise. We were both correct. We both picked Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah, that easy. is what happened. That didn't count. Um, I'll th- I, you know what? Maybe I don't deserve this point in a lot of people's eyes, but I'm going to take it. Men's Bantamweights, you picked TJ Dillashaw to be the champion at the end of the year. I picked Aljamain Sterling to be the champion at the end and of the counts. year. Oh, you definitely count. It's a win. He's it's the, a victory. He's the, he's the undisputed champion. <laughs> this is where things got... Wow. This is where things got a, a little interesting. Women's Bantamweight and Women's Flyweight champion, AK. Uh, I said there would be no champion in either division at the end of the year because I thought Amanda Nunes would have one more fight, call it a career, and that both titles would be vacant uh, at the end of the year. Uh, I was obviously wrong about both of those. You were in agreement with the women's featherweight title being vacant and having no champion, but you also picked Jermaine Durandamy to be your women's bantamweight champion, AK, so we were both incorrect about that. That was a, a Nunes retire. Yes. Right? Nunes retire thing, yeah. Featherweight. You were correct, Alexander Volkanovsky. I picked Calvin Cater. That did not work out for me. It worked out Moving for on. you. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> lightweight champion. You picked Islam Makachev to be the hmm. lightweight champion at the end of the year. I picked Mr. Charles Oliveira to be did the lightweight you? champion at the end of the year. I did. did. I got it right. What? What? Where? Where was Charles at that point? He had just beaten. He had so just beaten Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. Wow. I think I and I think I thought. I think I wanted Oliveira. I guess I, I I I pictured either Oliveira winning it and then losing to Makachev, or them fighting for a vacant title and Makachev beating. I'm not sure. I don't know how I came. I'd love to know how I came to the conclusion of uh, of Makachev. And uh, you know me, I'm all in on, on the on Charles Oliveira uh, bandwagon. So it's like I I wouldn't make that same pick now. If you asked me tomorrow, if you asked if that was the next matchup that was made, who would I pick? I'm going. I'm going Oliveira. Well done. Yeah, Ma- I, yeah, well done. I, I got that one right. I mean, it was amazing because if I was asked that in March, I might not have picked Charles Oliver. <laughs> I might not have picked him. I probably would have went with Dustin Poirier, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, welterweight, we both went with Kamara Usman. That was correct. Middleweight, mm-hmm. you went with Israel Adesanya. Correct. I went with Robert Whitaker. Hmm. Incorrect. But that could that we'll could see. change in 2022. In a couple months, yeah. Light heavyweight, we both picked Israel Adesanya. And we were both incorrect. But we, I had we no had the confidence. chance. I had no confidence in Jan Blachowicz. It's, and then heavyweight, I, I, I never have. <laughs> and then the heavyweight champion, we were both right. We both said Francis Ngannou would be the heavyweight champion at the end of the year. Sorry, uh, he might be the most interesting story heading into 2022 about where his contract stands, where he ends up at the end of the year, and will he end up in Bellator, the PFL, or Eagle FC, or maybe him and Dana White will, and, and his management team will all get together and be best of friends. 
So there go we the go. PFL. Go to the PFL, Francis. Go to the PFL. So overall, um, I'm not going to count all these, but you defeated me in the predictions. Loctagon, uh, if you're out there. No, don't don't tally these, please. <laughs> Loctagon, come on, don't do it. it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but now we got to go from our We Caliente bold prediction for the year. Uh, we try to reach down into the depths of prediction land, and yours didn't happen, but it was... It's something that is still being discussed. It is still a major story heading into 2022 because right now we don't know what's going to happen with one Kayla Harrison. But your bold prediction is that the UFC would find a way somehow to do Amanda Nunes versus Kayla Harrison in 2021. And that is a very real possibility in 2022, uh, even still, even after Nunes losing the title. But it did not happen in 2021. Uh, but it was a good pick, AK. It was a very good pick. And it was something that, you know, I don't know how bold you can get at this point because I feel like we're at a time in the sport where anything is possible. Like anything can happen, right? Did either of us predict that Jake Paul would become the number one name in combat <laughs> sports in 2021? <laughs> no. I mean, what the hell happened, Mike? What, 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 where are we as a society? Like that was, I think like around, it was after maybe the Woodley fight. We were all kind of joking, like, is Jake Paul like the best, like the most, like the biggest boxer of 2021, or is he the biggest? Like, and, we're, and like you, we're looking at it now after that knockout. And I know some, there's some uh, reports, some poor pay per view buys coming in, which is fine. I think we knew it wasn't going to do anywhere near the first fight. Um, it, it's just, it's just crazy to me. And uh, you know, when we make our bold predictions, Mike, I, you're right. I don't know how far I can go now because, like I said, if a prediction comes true, it probably wasn't bold enough. But now literally anything can come true. Um, so, uh, but yeah, regarding the, the Nunez-Harrison thing, I don't, I'm not sure in my mind how I thought the timing would work out there because there was a, there is a full season of, uh, like, I guess I hadn't thought about when the season would end and they would, then they would have to do negotiate with Kayla and have her come and fight in the last, like, couple, two months of the year. It could have been, like, a December headliner or something. I don't know. Um, but, yes, it, I was maybe just to jump the gun a little bit, a little too far ahead on that one. Uh, and I'll stand and I'll stand by it, but it's certainly not a bold prediction anymore. It's not, there's nothing bold about it if it happens in, in next year or in, the, or in 2023. Yeah, I think because they're both on ESPN, maybe they would like come together and just like work out some sort of deal where mm -hmm. where the fight would happen. So my my bold prediction, we both laughed at this prediction, AK. We both laughed at it because this came at a time where there were celebratory dances going on, there were hit piece videos being released by the UFC. And my bold prediction was that the relationship between Dana White and the MMA media would be in a rebuilding stage, that it would be much better at the end of the year, that he would get along with more of the media members, the media members would get along with him much more, that the relationship would blossom much more than it did heading out of 2020. We both laughed hysterically at that pick. But you know what, AK? There's a chance that that happened. There's a chance. Now, there, now let's just throw this out there. So there are certain media members that did not get that shine, certain individuals. But for the most part, I don't think like Dana d did his whole spiel about certain media members and that were the biggest P words covering the, the most violent sport. He goes on Barstool and says all this dumb shit. But for the most part, I think I think the relationship was much better in 2021 after 2020. Because, I mean, you know about this video that was since deleted. Because you were part of the damn video, the Fight Island. No one thought we could do it. No one thought we could do it, which is the biggest bunch of BS of all time, by the way. But I don't know. I, I don't know if I should. Do I get a half point? Because I, I feel like it was much more improved. 
Perhaps there was an element of uh, absence making the heart grow fonder, Mike, you know, because uh, the media <laughs> hasn't been able to be at every event or wasn't, I should say, you know, during the uh, when, when the pandemic happened. And then now, now we're a little bit back to normal uh, where the media is in person, even at the Apex, we've had we've had uh, we've had the media there. It's uh, some of those. So um, there's some element of that. But like you said, he, he called them out. I, I won't repeat that. But also. Um, he, he he'd certainly bristled at fighter pay talk. He blamed the media for the fighter pay even being caught in the conversation, which is absurd. So, Mike, if you want to take an ought no prediction point, I say have at it. But I, I don't know. I don't feel – I don't know if, if he just got a little bit better at hiding his disdain or couldn't – maybe just couldn't muster up the energy to get into these uh, sort of a uh, – a scrap, a verbal scrap with any of the media, or maybe I just haven't been paying close enough attention to some of these press conferences. But I do feel like we're still sort of where we are. There's, I think, there's just some goodwill, some relief from things, uh, quote unquote, returning to normal, at least for the UFC. Uh, so in that sense, he's probably just been in a better mood. But overall, uh, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop on this. I, I don't trust him. He, that, 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 that's a snake waiting to waiting to bite. So I, I, I cannot give you that point. Mike, you can give yourself the point if you like. I'm going to take an incomplete on that one. Okay. I'm going to take an incomplete. I think we still... I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Me too. Me too. I mean, can't we all just get along? Uh, I can't wait for the bold predictions for for 2022. This should be a lot of fun. We're going to have to dig really deep for said predictions, but... Okay, so this is part one. This is us rehashing. AK is the predictions extravaganza champion for 2021. 2022 is coming up. And we need your help, okay? You guys have been, and gals, have been so good at submitting your matchmaking ideas, asking questions for the Ask Us Anything episodes. You guys have been tremendous. So we're going to ask for your help once more. And we want you to, to be creative with these, okay? I mean, you heard some of these questions from last year. Like the Diaz brothers, Uriah Faber comparison. Like, that's a great question. Um, all these different things. Ke- making little comparisons. Kevin Holland fighting for a title. Hamza, no. Like, just some interesting thought-provoking questions. Some buy-sell things. Like, don't be writing paragraphs about things that you need. You know, these long-winded answers. The answer should be yes or no, buy or sell. But get let's get creative with some of this stuff. So you know how to do that. Uh, just do what you normally do. AK, you want to, you could throw out your stuff because you get the majority of them. I get some, but you get most because people trust you more than they trust me with this kind well, of stuff. Last week, did I, did I get the buy? I thought you handled getting all the buy sell questions last year. I, I did. I did. Yeah. We, we kind of put it together. We got a few, but most of them were just like okay. people, how I used to do the show is people would just send them throughout the year and it would just compile uh, into okay. this thing. So I just pulled them all up and, and went with those. But yeah. But now we have like I feel like we have much more of a broader platform where we can certainly both see it. Yeah, well, guys, you know, uh, guys, uh, sneak into my DMs, please, on Twitter at Alexander K Lee, Instagram uh, Alexander K K Lee, email Alex Lee at SBNation.com. and uh, yeah, let us know. I know some of you guys had uh, prediction. You know, we just did the Q and A episode, the Ask Us Anything, and there was a lot of like prediction questions, and we didn't get to those. We were kind of saving them. Yep. So if you guys want to kind of maybe re- send those again, maybe just rephrase them slightly, just be a little more specific. Send some specific 2021 buy sell questions. Uh, we'd be very happy to answer those. So, um, yeah, guys, be very like like Mike said, be creative because, yeah, we got some awesome, you know, just going over these ones. I, I remember uh, how awesome uh, your input was last year, guys. So, uh, yeah, please hit us up. Yes, it's going to be a very interesting year. The next three years, like I've said before, and I'll say it again, we're in that time where we're, we're thinking about the future of the fight business. This is like, hey, in five years, cars are going to fly kinds of conversations. Like we are in a very interesting place in the combat sports world. And people talk about the 
the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley fight not doing great on pay per view. The Emily Arena sold out. I mean, there were eight, yep. almost nineteen thousand people in that in that arena, and they were there from the jump, from the very first fight. It was wild. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. Seeing it with my own eyes, they sold out a freaking professional sports stadium for a fight between Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. There was a ton of people there. They all went bananas, and people cared. Like you may not have dropped sixty bucks, but I guarantee you, I guarantee you, probably six figures of people watched it through maybe nefarious means. Sure, means we shouldn't, but. The interest is still there. Maybe they just didn't want to spend sixty bucks yeah. on that. And the clip, the clip is viral. Look, that knockout. That's uh, your mom's. Your mom's asking you the next, uh, the next day. Uh, did you see the you the, the the YouTube guy? Did you see the YouTube guy knock out the UFC guy? Uh, so uh, that's and that's big. You you cannot put a price on that kind of uh, exposure. So, like we said, uh, maybe the immediate returns not so great for that second fight. But I mean, this is this keeps the the Jake Paul brand moving, and uh, it's chugging along into twenty twenty two. AK, do you have a Otno programming New Year's resolution? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, you mean like MMA related? Specifically related to our show? Yeah, our show. I mean, whatever you want to throw out there. It could be related to the show. I have one. Uh, uh, I, 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 I want to, for this coming year, I want to dig a little deeper into, um, like when people, I don't always read out people's explanations for picks. I should do that more. I like. I think people notice. I kind of go. I want to include everyone. So unfortunately, this may be at the expense of sort of all the sort of all the picks uh, being read out. But also, I think there's a lot of people who put a lot of time into why they make their picks. And guys, I read everything. I just don't necessarily read it on the show. Uh, so I always appreciate it. But I think I should make a better effort of reading out some of the more well thought out, like odd no picks. I have two. One is to kind of like tighten up the show a little bit. Um, I mean, the, the listeners just just dominate it, and I love sure. it. Um, yeah, so maybe a little bit. But my other one is I want to, I want to create like we are we have like an Otno meme. We we have a fan does an Otno meme yes. page. I just want to create like an Otno Instagram page, like where you just submit oh. everything to the two of us in one spot. Oh, just make life easier. We could just go in there and just go like. Rather than have to dig through, like, because, I mean, I love doing the show, but sometimes Sunday mornings we're just like, oh, my God, we have to go through, like, seven different locations <laughs> to find these ma- matchups, and it can get a little crazy. My goal is to tighten that up and just find, like, one home for all of these suggestions. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. And then, uh, you know, and just a place people can check and see, you know, just a little, you could do a, a little post for every episode, things like that. And, oh, yes, yes, I like this. I like this. Uh, and shout outs, by the way, Michael Conifry for the uh, yes. the current Otno meme page, uh, which, again, when, when we start our own Otno page, they can, they can live together in harmony. Yeah. So. I mean, we're just going to be like, here's this episode that is released. But submit your picks here. Like, it's just yeah, going to be for the DM. Go. That's it. That's, That's it. like literally That's what it's going to be. Uh, we're not going to steal Michael Conifer's shine because that no, page no. is amazing. Um, and not, it's not even really an Otno page. Sometimes, you know, other members of the staff get, get thrown into the mix and it's Roasted. all fun. Roasted. Casey Lydon is training montages. It's all, it's all good <laughs> stuff. So, all right. So that is part one of the predictions extravaganza. AK, congratulations on your 2021 win. Next week, one of my favorite shows of the year. We knock it out right away. The 2022 predictions extravaganza. Buy, sell questions. Fighter of the year predictions. Champions at the end of the year predictions for the UFC. And of course, the Muy Caliente bold prediction for 2022. Submit your questions. Just like AK said, you can send them to me on Instagram as well. M underscore HeckJR. And that's it. We appreciate you guys joining us very much. Congratulations once again to AK for his victory. Stop. 
Yes. Happy New Year to you all, and we're going to kick off, we're going to continue 2022 in a big way with the 2022 Predictions Extravaganza right here next week on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.